Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah Hayya ala Salam Hayya Amongst our greatest needs, if not the greatest need of ours, is that we are all in need of hidayat. We are all in need of guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, none of us, without guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, none of us can be reciters of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Without guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, none of us can be saved from the fire of Jahannam and be granted the entry into Jannah. It is, it is only through the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you and I are Muslim. So amongst our greatest needs is that we are in need of hidayat, we are in need of guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can gauge the extent to which we need hidayat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the fact that in salah we are required to recite surah fatiha in every rak'ah. And in surah fatiha we are instructed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ask him for guidance. So in every rak'ah of salah we are required to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance. That is the extent to which and guidance is only in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. None besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides. It is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is able to guide us. When the beloved uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abu Talib, was about to leave this world, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to his uncle and he said to him, whisper the kalima in my ears, recite the kalima softly in my ears. 
Abu Talib did not become Muslim because he feared that if he had to accept Islam, then the leaders of the Quraysh would taunt him that you only accept Islam to please your nephew, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So therefore, he did not accept Islam because he feared the taunts of the Quraysh. So therefore, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said to his uncle, recite the kalima softly, whisper it in my ears. Do not recite it aloud because he feared the taunts of the Quraysh. So therefore, he said to him, recite it softly in my ears, none besides me will hear. The Quraysh will not hear your recitation of the Kalima. Only I will hear. And on the day of Qiyamah, I will be your witness. I will stand in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I will say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you had recited the Kalima. But Abu Talib chose to die as a disbeliever. He chose to die upon the deen of his forefathers idol worship. So after this, after Abu Talib died, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was overcome with grief. He was overcome with sadness that his beloved uncle died as a disbeliever. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse of the Quran Sharif to console Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتَ You cannot guide whom you wish. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءَ It is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that guides. It is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that guides whomsoever he wishes. So therefore guidance is only in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. None besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to guide us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept his guidance in the Quran Sharif. And therefore, in the first surah of the Quran Sharif, surah Fatiha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us to seek guidance from him. Thereafter, immediately thereafter, the very next surah of the Quran Sharif is surah Baqarah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins surah Baqarah with the words, Alif, Lam, Mim, Dalik al-Kitab. This is the book, La Raiba in which there is no doubt whatsoever. It is the absolute truth. So, Dalik al-Kitab, this is the book, La Raiba in which there is absolutely no doubt. It is guidance for those who are conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept his guidance in the Quran Sharif. And therefore in Salah as well, after reciting Surah Fatiha, after seeking guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, immediately thereafter we are required to recite a portion of the Quran Sharif. So that after seeking guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance, immediately thereafter we seek his guidance by means of the Quran Sharif, by means of reciting the Quran Sharif. And in this manner, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided many in the past and will continue to guide till the day of Qiyamah by means of the Qur'an Sharif. Amongst the first few people to accept Islam. He was not from Makkah, he was from another place and he was the leader of his tribe. So on one occasion he came to he came to Makkah, he visited Makkah. This was when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had just become a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he had come to Makkah to visit Makkah and while he was there he met with the leaders of the Quraysh. So while he was talking to the leaders of the Quraysh, they said to him that be very careful of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is reciting verses of poetry. They refer to the Quran Sharif as poetry, a soothsaying, poetry, black magic. So they said to him that he is reciting verses of poetry and by means of his poetry he is misleading our people. We fear that if you have to listen to his words, then he will also mislead you want to fail bin Amr radiallahu anhu so much about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that eventually to fail bin Amr radiallahu anhu became fearful of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in order to save himself from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he took cotton wool and he stuffed it in his ears. So that if by chance he happens to come across Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then it must not be that he hears the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah 
subhanahu wa ta'ala had decreed that Tufail bin Amr radiyallahu anhu should accept Islam. Allahu anhu entered the Haram Sharif. And while he was there, Rasul happened to also be present in the Haram Sharif. He was performing Salah. And while he was performing Salah, he was reciting Quran Sharif aloud. So as Tufail bin Amr anhu came closer to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he heard the Quran Sharif. He heard the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reciting Quran Sharif. And he was impressed by the words of the Quran Sharif. So he thought to himself, I'm an intelligent person. I can discern between right and Wrong. I can decide for myself whether what he is reciting is poetry or whether it is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this manner he waited for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam completed his salah, Tufail bin Amr radiallahu anhu followed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to his house. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam arrived at his house, Tufail bin Amr radiallahu anhu asked him if he could speak to him. And thereafter he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about Islam. Rasulullah alayhi wa sallam to recite the Quran Sharif to him. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recited the Quran Sharif to him, his heart became affected. And immediately thereafter he brought Iman. He became a Muslim. And thereafter Tufail bin Amr radiallahu anhu went back to his tribe and he invited them towards Islam. And many of his tribesmen accepted Islam thereafter. Amongst whom was Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. The greatest muhadith of this ummah. The one who narrates the most hadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi accepted Islam at the hands of Tufail bin Amr radiallahu anhu. He did not accept Islam at the hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He accepted Islam at the hands of Tufail bin Amr radiallahu anhu who accepted Islam after hearing the words of the Quran. So Tufail bin Amr radiallahu anhu became Muslim after hearing the words of the Quran. After the battle of Badr, when the captives of Badr were brought back to Medina, then while Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was discussing with the Sahaba radiallahu anhum as to what should be, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made a comment. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to his Sahaba radiallahu anhum that if Mut'im bin Adi was alive and he had to intercede, let them free. Mut'im bin Adi was a disbeliever from the Quraysh who died before the battle of Badr. And what had happened was, after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam returned from Taif, now keep in mind, that when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to Taif, then he was humiliated by the people of Taif. He was stoned, he was pelted, he was chased out of the town, and he was sent out of the town in a most humiliating manner. And also, the incident of Taif took place after Abu Talib had died. Whilst Abu Talib was alive, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was under his asylum, he was under his protection. And now that Abu Talib had died, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam no longer had any asylum in Makkah. And that is the reason why he went to Taif. So nonetheless, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and he was outside Makkah, the Quraysh, the leaders of the Quraysh came to know what had happened in Taif. And they had also come to know that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was outside Makkah. So they took a decision not to allow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entry into Makkah. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent a message to some of his friends in Makkah, requesting them for asylum, requesting them for their protection, amongst whom was Mut'im bin Adi. When Mut'im bin Adi received the message of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he went to the Haram Sharif and he announced to the leaders of the Quraysh that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is under my protection. And thereafter Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was allowed entry into Makkah. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was very grateful, grateful to him 
for this. So therefore, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made this comment that if Mut'im bin Adi was alive and he had to intercede on behalf of the captives of Badr, I would let them free. So this comment of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reached the Quraysh. So the Quraysh decided to send the son of Mut'im bin Adi, Jubair bin Mut'im radiallahu anhu to, to Medina to intercede on behalf of the captives. And they thought to themselves that perhaps Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may see the son of Mut'im and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may accept his intercession. Mut'im radiallahu anhu was not yet Muslim. So in this manner he came to Medina to intercede on behalf of the captives of Badr. He came to Medina at the time of Maghrib. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was performing salah. He was leading the Sahaba radiallahu anhum in Maghrib salah. And while he was performing the Maghrib Salah, he was reciting the verses of Surah Tur. Am khuliqu min ghayri shayin, am humul khaliqun. Am khalaqu samawati wal arud, bal la yuqinun. Am indahum So as he entered the masjid, he heard these verses of the Quran Sharif. And immediately his heart became affected. And so thereafter he brought Iman, he became a Muslim. He came to Medina to intercede on behalf of the captives of Badr. But when he heard the words of the Quran Sharif, immediately thereafter he brought Iman. He brought Iman after hearing the words of the Quran Sharif. In the beginning, when the Muslims were few in number, and the Quraysh were persecuting the Muslims, then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave permission to his sahaba radiallahu anhum to leave Makkah, to migrate. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam chose Habasha, Abyssinia, as the land of migration for his sahaba radiallahu anhum. Because the king of Habasha, Najashi, his actual name was Ashama radiallahu anhum. Ashama radiallahu anhu was a Christian. And he was known for his kindness and his fairness, his justice. So therefore Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam chose Habasha as a land of migration for his sahaba radiallahu anhu. And in this manner, a group of sahaba radiallahu anhu migrated to Habasha, amongst whom was the son-in-law of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Uthman radiallahu anhu, the beloved daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Duqiyya radiallahu anhu, Zubair bin Awam, Abdul Rahman bin Auf radiallahu anhuma, both of whom were from amongst the Ashra Mubashara. Habiba and Umm Salama radiallahu anhuma, both of whom eventually became the blessed wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the elder brother of Ali radiallahu anhu, Ja'far ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu. These sahaba radiallahu anhum and others migrated to Habasha. So when the Quraysh came to know that the sahaba radiallahu anhum had settled in Habasha, they sent Amr ibn As radiallahu anhu to request Najashi to send the Muslims back. At the time, Amr ibn As radiallahu anhu was not yet Muslim. So Amr bin Asr radiallahu anhu came to Najashi, he came to Ashama radiallahu anhu and he said to him that some youth of ours have migrated to your land and they have accepted a deen which means they have caused mischief in Makkah. We fear that they, if they have to live amongst you, then they will also crave mischief amongst your people. So send them back to Makkah so that we can deal with them. So Ashama radiallahu anhu was very intelligent. He sent for the Muslims and he asked them for their side of the story. So Ja'far radiallahu anhu explained to him what the condition was before Islam. That they used to bury their daughters alive. The strong amongst them used to oppress the weak. And in this manner, he explained to him all their evil habits before Islam. 
And thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam invited them towards the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he invited them towards noble attributes. And he recited to them the words of the, the Quran Sharif, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when Ashama radiallahu anhu heard this, he became curious. He asked him, do you have any of the Quran Sharif with you? So Ja'far radiallahu anhu recited the beginning verses of Surah Maryam, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains the miraculous birth of Yahya radiallahu anhu, John the Baptist, Yahya alayhi salam, John the Baptist, and thereafter the miraculous birth of Isa alayhi salam, Jesus. Ashama radiallahu anhu was a Christian. So when, and, and at the time, in his court were his ministers and the priests. So as Ja'far radiallahu anhu began to recite the Quran Sharif, tears began to flow down the eyes of Ashama radiallahu anhu and his ministers and the priests. And thereafter, Ashama radiallahu anhu made a comment. He said, that these words and the words that were revealed to Musa one and the same light. He became affected by the words of the Quran Sharif. And eventually, when the letter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to Ashama radiallahu anhu inviting him towards Islam, Ashama radiallahu anhu accepted Islam. But nonetheless, his heart became affected after hearing the words of the Quran Sharif. And that was the catalyst for him to accept Islam, the words of the Quran Sharif. Ashama radiallahu anhu never met Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam because he was the king of his people, therefore he could not leave his land and come to Medina. So he never met Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But nonetheless, he was a close friend of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He would send gifts to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam from Habasha. When Ummu Habiba radiallahu anha became single, she was still living in Habasha at the time. When she became single, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to know that Ummu Habiba radiallahu anha was no longer married. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam sent his proposal for her hand in marriage. Ummu Habiba radiallahu anha after accepting the proposal of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, her nikah was to, to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was performed by Ashama radiallahu anhu. Najashi performed the nikah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to Ummu Habiba radiallahu anha. And thereafter he gave the Sahaba radiallahu anhu a feast. And because he could not come to Medina, therefore he sent his messenger to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to recite his kalima in the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam on the day of Qiyamat may intercede on behalf of Asma radiallahu anhu. Just before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam left this world, after the expedition to Tabuk, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam informed the Sahaba radiallahu anhum that your brother Asma has passed away. Ashama passed away just before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam informed his sahaba radiallahu anhum that your brother Ashama has passed away. And thereafter Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam assembled all the sahaba radiallahu anhum in an open field. And he led the sahaba radiallahu anhum in the janazah salah of Ashama radiallahu anhum. He passed away in Habasha. He is buried in Habasha. He never met Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But his janazah salah was performed in Medina Sharif by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So he accepted Islam after hearing the words of the Quran. So in this manner, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept his guidance in the Quran Sharif. And so we need to seek the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by means of the Quran Sharif. We have to develop an attachment to the Quran Sharif. We have to develop a closeness to the Quran Sharif. We have to make time for Quran Sharif. 
have to learn Quran Sharif. Some of us may have this misconception that to recite Quran Sharif with Tajweed is for the Huffad, the Qurra, the Ulama. Whereas it is necessary for all of us to recite the Quran Sharif with Tajweed. And so we have to learn how to recite the Quran Sharif. As children, we may have memorized some of the smaller surahs of the Quran Sharif. But surely we can memorize a little bit more of the Quran Sharif. Perhaps we cannot become half of memorize a little bit more of the Quran Sharif. We can memorize a few of the longer surahs of the last Jews of the Quran Sharif. We can memorize Surah Yasin, Surah Tabarak, Surah Waqi'ah, Surah Sajda. We can memorize a little bit more of the Quran Sharif. So in this manner, we have to make ten of the Quran Sharif. Yes, tafsir and the deeper meaning of the Quran Sharif is for the ulama. But at least we can learn the basic meaning of the Quran Sharif. How can it be that we are Muslims? Our language is Arabic. The Quran Sharif is in Arabic. All our worship is in Arabic. Our salah is in Arabic. And yet we cannot understand the Quran Sharif. So we have to make time for the Quran Sharif. We have to learn the Quran Sharif. We have to develop an attachment and a closeness to the Quran Sharif. And in this manner, we have to seek guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by means of the Quran Sharif. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept his... Therefore, we have to develop an attachment to the Quran Sharif so that we may seek the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by means of the Quran Sharif. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us love and attachment to the Quran Sharif. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to make time for Quran Sharif. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the knowledge of the Quran Sharif. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to make عمل وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله